welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. And if you can turn with me, picking up in Revelation 18, verse 4, Revelation 18, 4. The title of our message is Babylon's Judgment. Babylon's Judgment. In chapter 18, we're looking at commercial Babylon. We're looking at the fact that during the time of tribulation, which I don't believe is probably too far into the future, there is going to be a one-world economic system, There's going to be a one-world governing system. It'll be headed up by the Antichrist. There'll be 10 uh, rulers that'll rule with him, but he will be, the Antichrist will be uh, the head of this whole thing. It'll be a wicked government. No one can buy or sell without worshiping the image of the beast and uh, without, they have to have a mark in order to buy and sell. It's going to be an ungodly system, but judgment is going to come to it. Sudden judgment will come to this ungodly form of government, this ungodly economic system. It'll be very prosperous as we have been looking at, as we will look at, but it'll be a short prosperity. God will judge this system. God will judge those that are evil. I don't know if you lately have been doing this, but sometimes I wonder, God, how long is it going to be? When are you going to deal with lying and cheating and and scamming and all this? When is this going to be dealt with? And the good news is what we're reading about is reminding us God is a just God. He will deal with evil. He will deal with people that are lying and cheating and stealing. And that's what this reminds us. This is a great reminder for us that God will judge evil. The only escape for anybody is Jesus Christ. He's the only escape. And if you haven't given your life to Christ, today is the day. Don't wait another day. Believe me, biblically speaking, things are winding down, I believe, very quickly here. And you want to make sure you're right with God because now's not a time to be doing things your way. And this is a reminder for us. This text will remind us of that. So with that being said, let's take a look at our text. If you could please stand with me. I'm going to read four verses. Revelation 18, verses 4 to 8. John the Apostle writes, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, unless you receive of her plagues. For her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Render to her just as she rendered to you, and repay her double, according to her works. In the cup which she has mixed, mix double for her. In the measure that she glorifies herself and lived luxuriously, in the same measure give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as queen, I am no widow, and I will not see sorrow. Therefore, her plagues will come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who, can we say it together? Judges her. Lord, we pray over these, these five verses, Lord. And Lord, we just want to ask, there's so much here, there's so much that I've prepared. We ask for the supernatural work of your spirit as we simply teach the word of God here simply. Speak to our hearts, Lord. I pray that at the end of this message, all of us would be able to say, I heard from God today. 
May that happen, Lord, for every one of us. May we hear from you today. We know this is how you speak through your word. Oh, Lord, make the message clear to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you. As for a timeline, we like to look at the timeline. Uh, Since we're still here in Revelation 18, it's the same as last week. We're at the end of the tribulation period. Just and it goes right into the second coming of Jesus Christ. So we're we're looking at things that will take place in the future. This has not happened yet. This will happen. Nothing can stop this. You know, this is, you know, God knowing all, you know, gives us an insight to the future. So that's our timeline. Again, commercial Babylon, economic, uh, one world economic system that will take place. It will happen. I believe we're, we're getting closer and closer to that. Uh, there'll be a, a one world monetary system. And that's, that's all going to take place. And I, and I believe we're going in that direction at a very fast rate. If you watch the news, if you follow what's going on, so that's going to happen. Before we get into our text, two things I always like to remind us on Sunday mornings is the fact that during the time of tribulation, the church will not be here. Now, not because you have joined a church, no, you must be part of the church is... uh, a person that has accepted Christ as their savior. They're, you know, we're in the church, we're the body of Christ. So if you're a born-again Christian, you won't be here during this time. If you're not a born-again Christian, um, don't wait another day because you don't want to be here. All hell, listen to this, all hell will take place on earth during that time. So let me make it real simple, okay? The rapture can happen at any time. What is a rapture? That's when Jesus Christ takes the church with him up in the air, okay? So let's say, just, just follow me with this for a second. Let's say the trumpet sounded right now. Would you be left here? And you know, because it's only in Christ that you'll be taken up. Would that be scary? Think of that happen right now. The trumpet sound, doo That's a terrible trumpet sound, but... <laughs> Could you imagine sitting in this room with everybody gone except you and a couple of people? Like, what in the world just happened? It's called the rapture of the church. Listen, as soon as that happens, again, all hell will break forth on the earth. There will be a literal hell on this earth. And you don't want to be here. The church will be taken up. Then the things that we read about will take place but there's still application here, and we'll take a look at that. Another reminder, I like to remind us constantly, every Sunday, the fact that the book of Revelation is the only book in the entire Bible that promises us a threefold blessing. We're promised a blessing when we read it, we're promised a blessing when we hear it, and we're promised a blessing when we apply it. So we just read it, we just heard it, and so hopefully we can have application here so we can apply it. So let's look at our text. Verse 4. It says, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, can we say that together? Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues. There's another voice. This is not an angel. I believe this is either Jesus Christ or God the Father. Most believe it's Jesus, but why? Because it says my people. It's a call out to his people. 
And the call is come out from this wicked system, come out from this this system of greed and materialism and this whole thing that's going to happen. It's going to be out of control. It's going to be intoxicating almost. People are going to be drunk with this fornication, this spiritual fornication, which is separating themselves from God and being totally drunk and, and totally intoxicated with this system that's all about money and wealth and success. And, and it's going to be ugly. But he says, come out from her, my people. The my people, there's speculation. Some say my people is the Jewish people that are still left on the earth. Well, if that's the case, then they can't, they, if they take the mark, they're not going to go to heaven. So they can't come out from there. So, it, you know, it would, they would have to do that. Most likely, I think it's the tribulation saints that are there. It can't be the church. We're going to be gone. So it's not us. So most likely the tribulation saints. But think through this for, me, for a minute with me. This is the end, as I mentioned, the end of the tribulation period, the end of the seven years, right? So most of the tribulation saints, a lot of them are going to be martyred for their faith, right? They're going to get beheaded if they don't take the mark, right? So there, there's going to somehow still be some left behind. There's going to be some that, that are, are, are they're still going to be able to survive without buying or selling so I just think through maybe, you know, they live on a farm somewhere. Maybe they have a fake mark, possibly. Do you ever think of that? It's possible. I'm just speculating, but it's possible. With, it, with you know, technology today, maybe they'll, they'll be able to get away. Like, beep, beep, yep, see, I can buy and sell, but it's not even real. They didn't give their alliance to, to, to this antichrist and all this stuff. So we're just speculating, but there's going to be people left behind that are, excuse me, people that will be here that God calls his people, but he's saying come out from the system. Now, I understand the spiritual Babylon, as we looked at, the, the false religious system that wants nothing to do with the true and living God and nothing to do with Jesus. So, so that's easy. I, I believe, I put myself in the shoes of the tribulation saints. They're going to be like, I don't want anything to do with that false religious system. It, it's, it's demonic. It's evil. The Antichrist, the, the false prophet is over all that. So I understand that. But listen to this. The system... That's the commercial Babylon. This, this one world economy is going to be pretty attractive, I think, even for the, 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 the tribulation saints, because it's going to be all about wealth. And as we looked at the, in Daniel's prophecy, Daniel says that he's going to deceive them, destroy them uh, with prosperity. So there's going to be, this is going to be very prosperous. So I see there, there'll be a, a temptation to be you know, part of that system. And God's saying, get out from there. Don't be a part of that. Come out from there. It's a reminder for us as believers, if you're taking note, separate yourself to God for us today. There's application for us. Separate yourself to God. My sister accepted Jesus Christ 13 years before I did. And she would always talk to me about the, about the Lord and witness and share with me. And, and finally, I, I came up with a plan. I was just going to tell her, I'm a Christian. And I thought that would work. And it just would, you know, get her off the, you know, just kind of leave me alone. I'm a Christian. And so, I mean, it was crazy. You know, she knew I wasn't a Christian. And so, so she, she said one thing to me, and it just stuck in my head. And, it, and, uh, and she said, she says, if you hang out with pigs, you're going to get dirty. That's what she said to me. And she was right. In other words, you, you hang out with the wrong people, you're going to get dirty. And, and, and same with that system. It's wicked. It's evil. It has nothing to do with God. And, and God is saying, separate yourself to me. Come out from there. And again, it's a reminder for us to, to separate ourselves, we, to separate ourselves to the to, to living God and come out from worldliness, come out from our old past life, come out from that way. It's, it's, God wants us to be separate to him.
A few years back, my wife and I were at a missions conference in Marietta. That used to be our annual thing. Our, that was our vacation. We'd go to the missions conference and the pastor's conference. That would, we'd schedule our time off would be that time. It was excellent. But So we were at the missions conference, and after the missions conference, we were just all just you know excited about, okay, God, use us. And anyway, this is our mission field, and so use us where we're at. And so... We're making our way, we're thinking about, you know, heading back and all, and I looked at my, my gas gauge, and it, was, it said less than a quarter tank, and I thought, well, I better stop and get some fuel. So I went right across the street from the conference center, there's a gas station on the corner, and I went there, and a gentleman pulled up, and he just happened to notice that I had an SUV, and he had an SUV, so he, he you know, said, hey, how do you like your SUV? And I said, well, I love it, it's really nice. And he goes, I just bought mine. He says, he goes, so you, you really like it? I said, yeah. I said, well, actually, it's not mine. It belongs to the church. And I said, it was donated to the church. He goes, no way. He goes, to the church? He goes, well, what do you do for the church? And I go, I'm the, the pastor of the church. And he goes, no way. He goes, he goes, I have to tell you something. He says, this morning I woke up, and he says, I just felt so empty. He said, you see, I'm a Christian, but I haven't been walking with God. I have been so filled with this world and the things of this world. He said, he said and I told God, please help me. I, I want to commit my life to you again. And he said, I, just did, I said that prayer just this morning, and now I'm looking at you as a pastor. And I said, that is, I said this is a divine appointment. He goes, you know, he's telling me, he says, I think this is a divine appointment. I said, this is definitely a divine appointment. <laughs> So as I was talking to him, he says, you know, I really have a heart to be a missionary. And I go, uh, you won't believe this. We just, across the street, we just came from a missions conference. He goes, no way. <laughs> so I started telling him about that. And I just started pouring into him. And we prayed over him. And he's like, you know, just so thankful that God heard his prayer. Help me. And he recommitted himself to Christ right there. Just really surrendered himself to the Lord. It was a beautiful thing. But check this out. So... I pumped the fuel, the gas, in the, in the tank, and I noticed it was like $22, and I'm thinking, wait, 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 $22, it was, it was less than a quarter tank. That would be like $60, $70. Today, it'd be like $480, but <laughs> that's a whole other story. We won't go there. So I'm like, I'm, I'm putting the pump, I'm looking, I'm thinking, that is weird. How did that happen? I know, and I'm thinking, what happened? So I'm looking at the gas gauge, and look, at, I'm dyslexic. Sometimes I, I get things mixed up backwards. It was really, truly, it, I had over three quarters of a tank, but somehow in my twisted mind, I just thought it was less than a quarter of a tank, and then I thought, wait a second, I've never done that in my life. I mean, I'm dyslexic. I cross things up, but I've never done that in my entire life. I'm thinking, God, that was you because Avern needed extra prayer and he needed to know that he, you heard his prayer. That's how much you love him. So I turned around right away to tell Vern because I wanted to encourage him, right? He's on, listen to this, he's on the phone with his mother telling him, I just prayed with a pastor, mom, I committed myself back to Christ, I'm separated myself to the Lord. And so I told him about the whole thing with the, 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 the gas gauge and he was like, no way. <laughs> and I said, that's how much God loves you, to use a, a twisted-minded pastor like me. <laughs> <laughs> Paul the Apostle tells us in 2 Corinthians 6, 14, do not be unequally yoked together with who? Unbelievers. Unbelievers. You see, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. We're not to be one with. Yoked with somebody means you're, you're becoming one with that person. We're not to be one with the world. 
and the, the people in this world, with unbelievers. Don't be unequally yoked. You're not to, if you're single, you're not to marry an unbeliever. Why? Because that yoke, you're going to be yoked with someone that doesn't love the Lord. You're going to be one with that. Don't do that. For what fellowship has righteousness with? Lawlessness. And what communion has light with? Darkness. And what accord has Christ with? Baal. Or what part of a believer, excuse me, let me do that again. Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? Listen to this. For you are, can we say that together? The temple of the... You're the temple of the living God as a believer. In other words, the temple was destroyed. And God says, we're the temple. You and I, as believers in Jesus Christ, we're the, te- we're the kabod, where the glory of God was in the temple, where, where they would go, the Jewish people would go and travel sometimes from far away just to be there at the temple. Now, as believers, we are the temple of the living God. So we're, we're to come out from the world. We're to be separate. We're not to be like the world. It, it drives me crazy when people are trying to, let's be like the world. Let's do music just like them. No, no, no. How about this? We have the spirit of the living God in us. Why don't we be the trendsetters? Seriously. We serve a creative God, right? He's very creative. We should be a lot more creative than the world. But yet so many times we want to imitate, we want to be like them, and we want to see like, oh, yeah, we can relate with you. When really we said, no, I can't relate with that. I, you know what? I've come out of that. That was empty. That was lonely. That was depressing. That was terrible. But now my life is in crisis. So much better than that. For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell with them. And can we say that? Walk among them. Think of that. Think of the fact the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, not only lives in us, but he walks among us. The word for, for, the, for the, the Holy Spirit is, the, the Greek word is parakletus, the one who comes alongside of. He, he walks with us. He's with us each and every day. He's, he's there among us. He's walking with us. And I will be their God, and they shall be what? My people. Therefore, can we say that? Come out from among them and be what? Separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unholy, and I will receive you. And I will be a father to you. We have such a good father in heaven. And you shall be my sons and, says the Lord Almighty. What a great reminder today. Maybe there's something you need to separate yourself from. I would encourage you, give it to the Lord. Maybe there's something in your life that takes hold of your life. Give it to the Lord. Whatever it is in your life that's keeping you from a full relationship with God, can I encourage you? Turn from it. Give it to him. And you might say, Pastor, you don't understand. I've tried. I've tried to stop this. No, no, no. I'm not asking you to stop it. I'm asking you just to agree. That's what confession is. Agree with God that it's wrong. And say, God, you say it's wrong. I'm not going to make up any excuses anymore. Set me free from this, Lord God, that I can have a full relationship with you. Listen to this and say this prayer. Maybe this is for you today. And just say this prayer on your own. I separate myself to you today. It's very simple. And be what? Separate. I separate myself to you today. I totally give you my life. 
You see, even repentance, and a lot of times as pastors we say repentance means to turn, but really the root of that word means to have a change of mind. You know that? That's what it really means. Repentance means a change of mind. You see, because sometimes we can, if we look at repentance as totally, it's, it's me, I'm going to turn from these things. It's almost like we have to be careful. It's not like, I'm going to do this, Lord. I'm going to stop doing this. No, 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 no. You can't stop doing that. It's sin. You need the power of the Holy Spirit in your life to free you from that sin. Are you following me? So it's a change of mind. It's, it's, it's not making excuses for, for what sin is. So if you make excuses, well, you know, this is why I do this, and well, you know, and whatever excuses you make, if you keep making excuses, then you're not going to be set free. But you say, Lord, I agree with you. It's sin. Set me free. And I separate myself to you. You might have to do that today because that's what the word is encouraging us to do. And that might be you. But you know there's a blessing when you separate yourself to God? There's a blessing that comes. And don't get me wrong. The more you separate yourself from God, there's going to be opposition. There's going to be persecution. People might get upset at you. They might hate you. They might argue a lot with you. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about there's a, a spiritual blessing that's, that's attached to when you really separate yourself to the Lord. Growing up, in my school years, I was raised with my grandparents quite a bit, off and on with my grandparents. I loved living with my grandparents. They couldn't help themselves but to, to spoil the grandkids. My grandmother, she, when I would, just about every time I'd leave the house and go somewhere, she would stop me and she'd say, do you have any money in your wallet or in your pocket? And sometimes, you know, I'd look, you know, sometimes I didn't want her because I knew she was going to give me money. And so if I didn't have money, I couldn't lie to her. She said, don't lie to me. I said, no, I don't have. She'd always give me like $20. She said, Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> and I have to say this. Our, our family, my grandfather worked for the gas company. They didn't have a lot of money. But yet they couldn't help themselves to bless their kids, their grandkids. They, they, they couldn't help it. My grandfather, wherever I went with them, he would, I used to love going to the grocery store. Because across from the grocery store was a frozen custard place. And I knew after we got our groceries, that's where we were going. And again, my grandfather, he just couldn't help. He loved his grandkids. He couldn't help himself to bless his grandkids. And, and so I look at that and I see with our Heavenly Father, God blesses those that are separate to him. Spiritually speaking, he, there's a blessing attached. He, he empowers us. He fills us with love. He fills us with peace. He fills us with joy. He, we have all the spiritual. The Bible tells us every spiritual blessing. We don't lack any spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. As a matter of fact, I, I love what we read in 2 Timothy 1.8. Now, this gives us a good contrast between the, what happens with the blessings of the Lord. Check this out. This really blessed me, and I pray it blesses you. It says, therefore, do not be ashamed of the, can we say this together? Testimonies of the Lord. That's talking about Christ, the testimonies of Christ. Don't be ashamed of that, nor of me, his prisoner. Paul the Apostle was writing this to Timothy, young Timothy. He was in prison. He said, don't be ashamed of that. Why? He goes on to say, but share with me in the sufferings. You might say, wait, wait, pastor, I thought you said blessings. No, well, keep with me. Don't miss it. But share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the, can we say that together? Power of God. In other words, Paul is saying, yeah, you know what? I'm going through difficult times, but I'm experiencing such power of God in my life. I'm blessed spiritually. Yeah, you'll suffer persecution and people might get mad at you, but guess what? The closer you are to him, the more blessed you are. I think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, a fiery time. Uh, who is in there with 
them? Jesus, the Son of God. Remember, Nebuchadnezzar even had to call them out, hey, guys, come on out. I suggest they didn't want to come out. They're like, we're with him. <laughs> See, if, when we get to heaven, if I'm wrong or not, I think Jesus probably said, go ahead, go with them, go on. Because they probably wanted to hang out with Jesus. They're like, this is great. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. Hopefully, we'll see you here later today. God bless you. You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Now, may we continue to go to his throne of mercy as he changes us from glory to glory.